Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Welcome to Netflix and Swill, your source for uh, hot current events with uh, your two best friends. I'm Caleb. I did have something for this that I wanted to, like, there was some joke that I came up with, and then uh, you hit here too late, so now I've forgotten it. So it's your fault that I can't be funny. Yeah, I forgot my good, I forgot my good joke too. It happens. It's specifically this instance that uh, I can't be funny because of you. Uh, the other times I'm not funny is my own fault. That's true. Uh, how are you? Uh, tired. Uh, physically exhausted. Uh, I was at a Magic the Gathering. Well, I went to Charlotte this weekend for a Magic the Gathering con event thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, my hotel that is like five blocks down the road from the convention center. No big deal. That's not, uh, you know, I can walk five blocks every day, uh, you know, to and fro. It'll be fine. Uh, it, it turns out I didn't, I didn't factor in any of the weight on my back, which included, you know, deck boxes and a binder and dice and all this shit. And, and now, <laughs> and now I'm tired so whenever you paid for your admission to this event, did that come with a free snorkel? Uh, no, I don't get well, that joke either. How how did you keep yourself from drowning in all that pussy? Oh, uh, thanks. Hey, uh, so uh, actually, the the big thing is is that there was no like actual ticketed admission. Women? Oh, there were women. <laughs> uh, now there there was. I would say like maybe one percent women at at the at the thing. That's it's hardcore dude shit. Kenny's really gonna fucking gadnuck breaker of worlds. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of you. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Uh, you you do the same thing, so you're only making fun of yourself. I guess so. But yeah, I, I go uh, Friday. And then uh, I, I just kind of vibe out all day and, and just, you know, hang out. And then there's a popper event. I play in that. And uh, boy, did I make somebody extremely upset with the way I played in the popper event. Good. <clears throat> and this is the only Magic the Gathering talk I'm going to talk about uh, during were, the entire episode. Were they mad because you uh, were trying to win the game? Uh, yes, that's mainly it. But what happened was, like, they're playing... Blue, uh, mono blue fairies and i'm playing mono red and the way you beat mono blue fairies is you use all of your damage based removal on their creatures and i just kept having damage based removal to remove all of their creatures and they were just upset because normally i guess when they see mono red players mono red players only go upstairs and nothing else Meanwhile, I'm playing like this more control control the board oriented style that they yeah. just had no clue how to play against. Apparently, 
Well, you have to you have to mow the lawn before you go upstairs. That's how it works. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, they, they were they were they were they were fucking mad. I had many people confused with the the way I was playing, just being like, "Why are you using all of your burn spells to, uh, not on me?" And it's like, "Cause that's not how you win yeah, the game. Cause, cause you want to win the game. This is this is the correct way to play this deck, and anybody who's playing it the other way is uh, wrong. Even if they win, they're wrong. So I played in two of the popper events. Uh, did well both times. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm good at that format. Not good at the, the main event format, which is modern. Uh, I won't talk about modern here, but yeah. So, I don't know. I, I had a good time. Uh, the Professor, the most famous Magic the Gathering personality we have, I would say. Uh, I have a I have a mat of him shooting a flamethrower at uh, his, his product, the Academic Deck Box. And uh, I got him to sign it. He laughed and thought it was funny and took a picture of it. So, you know, good weekend. <laughs> I think every week this is a, this show is a little bit harder to understand. Yeah, that's fair. That's why I want to keep the Magic Gathering talk to uh, of a bare minimum and, and just be like, here's the event. Here's what happened. Uh, here's one specific anecdote where I found, uh, my soulmate in anger. Uh, that's it. Uh, food. Fantastic. Charlotte's got some fantastic food. I had the best food I think I've ever had, uh, on Friday night. And, uh, holy shit. It was the best calamari I've ever had. It was the best, uh, braised short rib mashed potatoes, uh, uh what French fried onions, and asparagus I've ever had, like, eat, like individually the best, and then all together it was like this fucking symphony of of wonderful. It was so good. I'll have to take your word for it. I'm a vegetarian. No, no, you're you want to talk about drowning in pussy, right there. Well, yeah, don't you know if you're a vegetarian, you start growing little vaginas all over your body? I just watched that episode of South Park. God, everything's a fucking South Park episode. We can't talk about Rick and Morty now, so we have to talk about South Park because uh, Trey Parker didn't beat up his wife or whatever. Pretty much. I think. I don't know. It's, it seems like he does a good job not beating up his wife or at least making it public. Yeah, I don't know. Not much going on with me. I'm going on cool adventures with my friend, the Master Chief. I don't know. Still... Still playing those games. I never played through Halo 3. Um, I think the only time I ever played it was like in the dorms when we were in college. Because like mm-hmm. you would just walk through and people would be like, Halo, yeah. Halo. Yep. John Champion would come up from the first floor to the second <laughs> floor. And he just walked down, walked down the second floor screaming Halo to anybody who wanted to play. <laughs> we could all match up and be friends and play online together. Yeah. So I don't know. And that's always been like the point of those games, basically. But like, I don't know. This is the first time I played through the campaign of three. Uh, I finished it. Uh, Those games, I don't know. Each level takes like maybe 20 minutes and there's like 10 or 12 levels in each game. Mm -hmm. So I can knock out like an entire campaign of one in an afternoon. And that's what I did. 
Uh, so now I know what the story is and you know, it's fine. Perfectly serviceable. Nothing special. Uh, sure. Whatever you say. Now you have to play Halos four, five and infinite. Yeah. Which infinite does have a campaign, right? Like it has a story mode. Okay. It is an open world game, which is, uh, Oh, an interesting idea. So like, that's all I'm going to say. It does have a storyline or it just is like, you know, you're fighting this army against this army. Uh, It's a storyline. I don't Hmm. I didn't finish the game. Uh, I got distracted and also I wanted to play the multiplayer. And then the problem with the multiplayer is that it took weeks for them to fix any issues at any time. So they would fix issues and then uh, we would play and be like, okay, now there's new issues. And then they would, the the team would fucking take like another month to fix those issues. And it's like, OK, so this is going to be the call and response to how you're going to fix any multiplayer issues. So I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want you uh, in episode three, four, three, three, four, three studios to go the fuck away and never be a part of this franchise again. And I got what I wanted. Yeah, I don't know. I right now I'm I just started. ODST, mm-hmm. which stands for Orbital Drop Shock Troopers. It does. Uh, which is a game where you don't play as the Master Chief. You play as a group of Orbital Drop Shock Troopers. Uh, and I'm on, like, the second mission. So, uh, canonically, the correct time to play ODST is, is in the middle between of Between two and two. three. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's called Halo 3 ODST. It came out after Halo 3. It's mm-hmm. listed after Halo 3 mm-hmm. in the Master Chief Collection. So I'm like, oh, I'll play it now. And then I was like, oh, this is something that already happened. Yeah, it was uh, back in that day where they were doing DLC, but also printing the DLC to disc. So it was essentially a DLC to Halo 3 because it also included a multiplayer map pack. It it does it does play a little bit different, but yeah, it's essentially a map pack with a campaign attached, which uh, we're we're big fans of. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I am looking forward to Halo Four. I think uh, I think I've played the first mission from it with my nephew once, and mm-hmm. thought it was interesting. Yeah, it was okay, and I didn't uh, hate it. From everything I've seen, they really go out of their way in that one to make Cortana the uh, artificial artificial intelligence hologram waifu into a big booba anime girl. So I don't remember that, but that sounds like something someone would do. I don't know. I saw like screenshots and shit from it. And it's like, oh, they like made her boobs and hips like enormous. She's got a fucking dump truck ass and also is literally made up of light because she's a computer person yes she's an ai construct who uh goes rampant and that's that's the plot of four is her slowly going rampant like why though like she could just be like a floating cube like you can't fuck it i don't know yeah but the personification of an AI construct makes the relationship between Chief and Cortana more interesting. 
Yeah, and you can't, like, give the Master Chief a girlfriend because, you know, you can't have him, like, on the weekend going to Bed Bath & Beyond or whatever the fuck. Also, like, uh, the Spartan process apparently fucking renders people sterile. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Master Chief's a eunuch. Deal with that uh, fucking... I don't know, men's rights people, whatever the fuck. I don't know who would be mad about that. Uh, sure, whatever you say. That's enough Halo talk. Uh, you're... Yeah, I need you to get me out of here. I don't know where the ripcord is, but... It, it's here. <sighs> Sir, finishing this fight. <laughs> uh, let's move into What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the can! Alright, well, uh, I took some of the Cesarec rye whiskey that I had from my um, my Manhattan and some of the mm-hmm. simple syrup I had from my daiquiri, and I made an old-fashioned. Well, there you go. With rye. Yeah, rye instead of bourbon. It's It's okay. It's not the best I ever made. I I just kind of eyeballed it and threw shit in and then tasted it. And it's like eh, a little more of this. And then, you know, sure. Ended up with a, a full glass of alcohol. Sounds right. I have no alcohol right now, but I will talk about uh, two beverages I had over the weekend. Uh, I had a professionally made Negroni uh, hmm. on Friday. Boy, Campari fucking sucks. Campari ruined everything about that i should like everything about a negroni and the campari was just like (laughs) no huh can you describe the cocktail for the benefit of the audience bitter very bitter yeah like it was uh it it was i forget forget, all was in a negroni um but it had a grapefruit wedge as its garnish Mm. which was interesting and i was like, well, that was huh. your first mistake. Well, whatever. Uh, I didn't realize it had that, but I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I tried. And I'm like, oh, oh, I do not like this. But I, yeah. I, you know, I didn't make the oh, I do not like this face. I just kind of sucked it up. <laughs> I don't think I'd, I've ever had one. I don't know. It's probably one of those ones I would have just like tried to knock it back as quick as possible and yeah, move on with my life. Yeah, the uh, waiter comes by and he's like, would you like another one? I'm like, uh, no, thank you. But uh, I appreciate you asking. Instead, I'd like an apple teeny. Yes, I had an apple teeny. They served an apple teeny on the goddamn menu. Did you uh, ask it, ask for it easy on the teeny? Oh, God, no. Uh, it, it just made me a martini, an apple teeny, and it was delicious. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I see why there's a podcast named after it that does Apple TV Plus content sometimes. Uh, yeah, not once, but twice. Uh, four times, actually. Uh, in uh, maybe a year, which, you know, I think Apple does a little bit more content than that. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know either. I have no idea. I, I don't purchase Apple products as a rule. Which is fair, and you shouldn't. What's the state of, uh, like, Windows phones or, like, any, any other thing? Because, like, I'm getting tired of my Android, too. I'm thinking about just not having a phone or getting an old Nokia brick. So Windows phones are done, though. Uh, they've been done for That's a what long I thought. time. 
and I don't know of a single other operating system than Android. See, like when when we were in school, I worked at Radio Shack and sold phones and stuff. Uh, and like the during the whole four years that I worked there, I don't think I ever sold a Windows phone, despite having them there. Yeah, uh, that's because Windows phones didn't do anything. Yeah. They you you could earn achievements on on the mobile phone, and that's <laughs> it. It was the only thing that was actually worth it. That's actually funny. So, yeah. Uh, News-wise, there's very little. Uh, surprise drop of Hunger Games, and it's only, like it, it came, it hit Netflix on the 1st, and it's leaving Netflix on the 31st. So, you know, the, the much-coveted one-month huh. license, which is fucking dumb. Trying to build hype up for Hunger Games to Still Hungry. Apparently there is a prequel coming, so that makes sense. Uh, I don't know anything about that franchise. Uh, I've never been interested in watching that franchise, and I have no idea what the prequel could even be about. Uh, Before the world blowed up, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Did the world blow up in that one? Uh, I just think there was, you know, I think it's just your your standard. Just, the one percent is evil. Just movie. late stage capitalism happened. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I uh, I started reading the first chapter of the first book on Kindle and mm-hmm. realized that it was in like. <laughs> It was in like third person present tense. And I was like, I cannot read this. I own it on Kindle and I haven't even thought about reading it, uh, mainly because like I tried reading Game of Thrones and I got halfway through the second one. I'm sorry, A Song of Fire and Ice, uh, mm. that series. Uh, and I, I got through the second one. Or like almost through the second one, I'm like, holy fuck, this man just vividly describes the vagina and I just can't take this anymore. Like, stop vividly. Like, I get that you want to set up a world, but like, good God, fucking just get to it. (laughs) I listened to the first four, which I think still might be the only ones that are out. I don't know. Five probably published sometime. Uh, But I listened to the audio books narrated by Roy Detrice. So I got to hear him describe food and vaginas. Uh, what a what a fucking what a fucking weird man George Railroad Martin is. Uh, if you like the books, cool. Uh, it's Winds of Winter will never come out, or, or at least if it comes out, it will never be written by George Railroad Martin. It will be written by uh, the person he appointed, Christopher Tolkien. <laughs> whoever he, because I know he appointed a successor. He's like, here's the general framework, and if I die, you write it. I don't know. I think Christopher Tolkien is still publishing Lord of the Rings shit. I'm sure he is. Gotta make that money. Making another Lord of the Rings movie with uh, Guillermo del Toro directing. But, yeah, I don't know. (sighs) I guess that'll bring us to downstream. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Uh, Our first trailer is for Sky High, colon, the series. Uh, 
Angel is gone, but Sol does not want to be someone's widow nor someone's daughter. She is ready to lead her own gang to get where she wants to be, no matter the cost. The series narrates the story that follows the film. Sky High, the series. Uh, when her husband dies, Sol decides... Is it Sol or Soleil? I don't know. It's one of the know. two. Uh, decides the best way to take care of her son is to become a crime boss, even if that means being her father's enemy. Uh, it's, I guess, gritty weeds then. I never watched weeds. I heard it was good. I heard it was good till it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have no frame of reference. Oh, looks okay. Uh, this was sort of highly touted, I guess. Like people were excited for this for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, here it is. Here's the trailer, and people the the number one fucking comment, which was made 19 times, to tell you how oh, like unoriginal people are on the whole, is like I thought this was for the ABC Family movie sequel series sky high with the superheroes and the kurt russell yeah i was gonna say i thought sky high was like a uh well that's like the the only one i've heard of i guess i thought it was like uh like a high school for superheroes or something yes it's like my hero academia before it was good yes okay so there's a movie called sky high on Netflix that I believe is the predecessor to this series. Huh? Okay. Well, okay then. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, after falling for Estrella Angel, uh, a mechanic from the Madrid suburbs dives into a world of heists and becomes the target of a relentless detective. So yeah. And yeah, I see like a couple of the same people. So yeah. Great. So I, I guess you got to watch that first if you you really uh, really want to watch the series. Our next trailer is for Money Shot, the Pornhub story. Uh, gross. Uh, featuring interviews with performers, activists, and past employees, the documentary offers a deep dive into the success and scandals of Pornhub. Uh, this is a story about the seedy underbelly of the internet and uh human sex trafficking and how only fans save the world sure it's definitely better from a moral standpoint it's more control for the content creator yeah as opposed to you know giving it to production houses i'm assuming no i mean i don't i don't want to get off on like another tangent cuz i would never do something like that but no. like i i like the idea that like you know, they like it's individual creators, like they control everything themselves and aren't just like a commodity in the market. Yes. No, it's so, like, yeah, I agree with that. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like as with anything, anytime there is big success from people in something, a ton of small people like run to that as fast as possible and assume I'm going to be making that kind of money immediately. And it's just, that never works. There's always strata to every single platform. And you have to recognize that and you have to be early enough and popular enough to be in that 1% of 
the the platform. Yeah, like I don't know, like if I was gonna break into it now, I'd have to do like some serious like gaping or you know something you know get the freaks going. Yeah, sounding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's still that video of that man who fucking put the driver up his dick yeah there's some people right now that are googling sounding and there's a bunch of other people who just grabbed their penis and were shuddered yeah, there's two there's two videos I've seen that are just horrific and uh, one is one man one jar and the other is a man with a screwdriver <sighs> I haven't seen the screwdriver, but I did see <laughs> I did see a video one time of uh, a guy had like his dick coming up through like a hole in a piece of plywood. And there was a girl stepping on it with like stiletto heels. But then she like put the heel on it and stepped all the way down. And it was horrifying. No, bad. Uh, I think the screwdriver one Nick showed me. So thanks, Nick. I'm really God, happy. God Thanks damn. Thanks for being a cool friend. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, cooking and positivity. That's his whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, apparently DIY handyman shit. So, yeah, uh, I do remember the the Pornhub thing where um, a bunch of like indie videos got removed and I had no idea why or like not indie, but like amateur videos got removed and I had no idea why. And this being like, Oh, well, we don't know if these, these girls are underage or not. So we're like anything that isn't like official or like comes from a production, like a reputable production house. We are just removing. And the one girl just be like, yeah, we just like 72% of us just lost our jobs or like lost all things about us. And it's like, okay. And, I don't know. Anything like that, you either have to moderate it heavily or Mm -hmm. like not let people just post whatever. Like one of the two will prevent it from being gross. But yeah. So uh, I don't care about the porn hubbing. It's not something that uh, I need or am interested yeah. in so you know i always whatever. used red tube i just used my imagination with imagination you can fuck anybody uh, i really don't want to talk about this next thing but i guess i will what Agent Elvis, Viva Las Vegas, Long Live the King. Agent Elvis premieres March 17th only on Netflix. This 10-episode Netflix adult animation series from Sony Pictures Animation is an irreverent action comedy starring Matthew McConaughey as Elvis Presley and follows Elvis as he lives a double life as a secret agent. The show was created by Priscilla Presley and John Eddy and was developed by co-showrunners Mark, Mark, Mike Arnold and John Eddy. Names, names, names. That's all just names. Uh, he's Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll by day, and Agent Elvis, a spy vigilante saving the world by night. I don't think that this looks funny or entertaining, and probably pretty bad. Oh, I'm 
I'm sure it will probably be pretty bad. That doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to at least give it the time of day because I think, I think this fills a role, and it gives me like the, because you know we have like that shit where it's like low effort Adult Swim stuff with like the live action people and they're just being ridiculous and stupid, and for some people that works. And you're a big Titman Eric, awesome show, great job fan. Uh, I'm not. I don't think those are good shows. I think I think those people who like those shows are morons. But uh, I, I like the higher quality, like irreverent, stupid with like a decent cast behind them kind of show. So I want this to succeed, or at the very least, disappoint me greatly enough to never have hope again. All right. This is this is my opinion on it. So, uh, will it be any good? I don't know. Well, it's a adult animated series from Netflix. No, it's not going to be good. Yes, yeah, that's, that's well from Sony, yeah. but Netflix is licensing it, so it definitely can't be good. Also, the cast behind this is way too stacked, and there's no way this is in like there's based off of the track record of adult animation on Netflix previously. There is no way that this is going to bring in enough viewership for whatever price tag Netflix paid to license it to continue to exist on Netflix. There's just no way. It just can't happen. Nope. So people are going to be upset and be like, oh, this is a great show. I can't believe Netflix canceled it. It's going to go to fucking Apple. No. It'll go to Amazon. And then people will be like, good job, Amazon, you and your own adult animation. And for, you know, you're going to watch it. You're going to see the numbers for the second season come out. They're going to be exactly the same as the first season. And everyone's going to be like, oh, it's so great. I love it. And Amazon's just be like, we're Amazon. We don't give a shit if this doesn't make any, us any money. Yeah. That's probably true. I've called the life cycle of the show. It's getting canceled after six weeks. And then, and then Sony's going to license it off to Amazon. That's it. I've I've given you I've I've seen the future. To Jeff Biobizos. Alright. Uh our last trailer this week is for Unstable. Ellis Dragon, uh a person's name who is played by Rob Lowe, is a universally admired eccentric narcissist adjacent biotech entrepreneur. Work God damn it, I hate this world. Uh so working to make the world a better place. He's also in Emotional Freefall. His son, Jackson Dragon, John Owen Lowe, is dot, 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 none of those things. Wah, wah. Uh, can Jackson save Ellis and his company and salvage their estranged relationship while also doing what was actually impossible? Escaping the shadow of his larger-than-life father? They'll figure it out. Maybe a biotech genius tries to bounce back from the depths of grief with the help of his son who works to escape his dad's shadow and save a family business. I mean, it's Rob Lowe. It looks like, yeah, it's got Rob Lowe, but I don't know. looks like it's maybe like a like kind of Space Force tier. I mean, yes, uh, uh, this is another Netflix comedy series that, uh, again, like our last genre that we were talking about in adult animation, does not do well on Netflix. Yeah. 
it will not be worse than Blockbuster. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. But uh, uh, this looks like Rob Lowe uh, feeding into the Nepo baby shit by having his son be in a show with him so he can launch his star. Which is fine. You're allowed to do that if you, uh, I guess, produce the show. But uh, hopefully Rob Lowe's son does not flip the fuck out and be like, I'm not a Nepo baby, blah, blah, blah. It's fine if you are, if you grow up around acting and actors in the film process, you probably know a lot more about it than just like a dude and so also who decides you know. to move to Hollywood and be like, I'm going to be in the movies. And also the people, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you just get like role after role after role after role. Uh, you know, as, as long as you own it and say, oh, yeah. I got handed a ton of shit because of who my parents were and who they knew and how many chances I got because of that. Yeah. I mean, look at Kurt Russell, the finest actor who's ever lived. His dad was the sheriff on Bonanza and owned a baseball team. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Her mom was in Psycho. There's others. There's there's many, many others. Uh, As for the show, it looks fine. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, David Harbour's third generation actor. (laughs) That's true. And that's how I got into Juilliard. We'll move into quick hits. Dan, you were traveling. Any quick hits? I'm double checking. I, d- I want to say the answer is no, that I didn't watch anything on Netflix of any note. What is this? Oh, apparently I clicked on that to see something. And it had me just start watching five feet apart. I don't know why I want to look at what five feet apart was, but uh, I, I guess I accidentally clicked on five feet apart. And Netflix was like, this is a this is a view. You've you've attempted to view this. Good job. Uh, so my review of Five Feet Apart is, eh. What about you? What did you watch this week? Uh, I watched a few things. Um, I went to the movie theater and watched Cocaine Bear. Yes. It was fun. I thought it would be funny. It's not. It's a monster movie. Oh, that's, that's the worst part about it. That's what, I, and that's what I've been hearing. It's just like, it's not funny. And it's Elizabeth Banks directing. So how is it not funny? Or at least attempting to be. It's extremely gory, but like it has comedy beats, but all of the funny parts are in the trailer. Yeah, well, that's especially lame then. But, uh, you know, a bear does cocaine and then eats people. I... Also sent you a message because I got the new Xbox uh, asking if I could log into Ashley's Hulu account still because oh, there yes. was something I wanted to watch there. And, you know, I'm sure you were busy. You, you didn't get to it. So uh, I was like, oh, I I uh, wanted to watch this one thing that I knew it was on Hulu, but couldn't find it anywhere else. And then I saw it was on uh, Vudu for five dollars. So I just bought it. Uh, it's Akira, the classic anime film uh i've never seen it before and i've been meaning to and okay. it's 
the fucking craziest thing I think I've ever seen. I don't really understand it, but I did like it. Yep. It's kind of like Evangelion, but I liked it. You know, uh, same kind of thing. Like, I don't know what's happening, but instead of hating it, I, I liked it. Sure. It's got guys ride around on motorcycles. There's like little kids that are blue that have psychic powers because mm-hmm. the government experimented on them and uh, the one guy turns into a monster and like turns into like a writhing mound of flesh and wires. And then he gets shot with a laser gun and the whole thing's just fucking crazy. And uh, yeah. Do you remember when they reference Akira in South Park? The Trapper Keeper? Yes. Yeah. I thought the Trapper Keeper was, well... Yeah, it's kind of Akira. It's also uh, Terminator. Well, it's Terminator, and then yeah. he becomes, he merges with the Trapper Keeper to become the, the humans, the, the, the monster thing. Yeah. I also just recently watched that episode, so I'm like, oh, uh, there's there's an Akira reference. Okay. It all goes back to South Park. Um, so yeah, like I said, I liked it. I don't understand it. So now I'm going to watch some YouTube videos to explain it to me. Sure. Uh, also, uh, I will remember to send you the login info because I was going to and I read your email and yeah. then I forgot. That's yeah, fine. But as far as Netflix, the other thing that I watched is a Korean show called The Silent Sea. Ah, I've seen this. Yeah, I just watched the first episode and uh, it's intriguing. I don't really know quite what's going on yet. But it's like, uh, Earth sucks. Mm-hmm. I know. I left you a spaceship by the stairs. Uh, they have to go to the moon to go to a moon base and get samples, and the government won't tell them what it is. And uh, it's just like they have to go to the moon, and everything's mysterious, and the world's dying. Uh, I will say nothing about it. it. I don't remember. If, I don't know if you remember me talking about it, but yeah, I talked about it. I I think it came out in 2021. I talked about it like early last year. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember you talking about it, but. Just just figured I'd check it out. I was I've watched enough Korean content that now there's uh, a suggested category of Asian content and Korean content. So good. And I hope everybody out there is watching enough Korean and Asian content, or at least uh, things not in English. Because there's some good stuff out there not in English. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on yet, but I hope that there's a monster. I had to search my brain to remember because I'm I, and not and also remember to not say anything because I don't want to say what is going on. All right. And that's it. So with that, we are going to gallivant into a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about our main review topic, which is if anything happens, I love you. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our wonderful patrons, Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Ashley, the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, the Mike Rula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy Della Rosa, Chris Yaney, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, 
Casey Moore, Jason the Nerdrovert, Sam the Hurlihy Boy Hurley, Nick Haskins, David Powell, and my mom. If you'd like to join that illustrious list of patrons, visit patreon.com slash netflixandswill. Or, if you'd like to support us without spending any money, you can share our podcast on social media, tell a friend, or review the podcast on any podcatcher. It'd be greatly appreciated. Now, back to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get our main top for the week. If anything happens, I love you. All right. Uh, if anything happens, I love you is from 2020. Uh, it's rated PG. It won an Oscar. It sure did. And directed by Michael Gauvier and Will McCormick. Uh, in the aftermath of tragedy, two grieving parents journey through an emotional void as they mourn the loss of a child. Uh, this is an animation short. And the other category they have on IMDb here is comedy. What? <laughs> no! no! Please! No. That's not right. Absolutely not. Well, shit. Uh, so, Caleb, uh, I'm sure you didn't even know this existed. Uh, I've known this has existed. I just haven't watched it because I originally actually just assumed it was divorce. Yeah, I remember. I remember its existence. But yeah, we've we never watched it when it was new. Uh, We did a dick pick, which is where we take a random dictionary word and search for it. So we're just done with phrasing, right? Jesus, look at that black car. I think the word you got was like miscarriage or something oh yeah it was miscarriage That's something right. horrible yeah that was a bad one uh which we got to this which you know isn't a miscarriage it does involve a dead kid yeah yeah that's uh it's, yeah so uh what do you think of this um i mean obviously it's very sad subject matter but uh i don't know i appreciate the artistry of it um the art style is interesting like it's very muted color is you know it's all hand-drawn um or you know probably computer-aided at this point yeah there's very few instances of keller in it like it's mostly like characters existing in a white void and like doing one thing while their shadows desperately try to do like the other thing. Cause like, it's like literally like they've been torn apart and they can't move past what happened. Um, but like the few instances where they use color, like they kind of use the color blue to represent like the child who was lost. Cause it's like, Oh, there's this blue shirt and with all like the white laundry and like the mom starts crying and like, just like the white side of the house has like a blue smear on it. And it's like, oh, is it like a, a smear of paint that like the kid did something and like messed up the side of the house? Who knows? But the dad's sad when he sees it. Uh, it's all interpretive. There's no dialogue. It's just like images and some somber music. Yes. Uh, in terms of color, you're right. The uses and chooses where it uses vibrancy uh, very poignantly yeah. uh, to where the most vibrant colors of the whole thing are blue and 
is a, a blue and 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 red. Uh, it's an American flag, an American flag, and you see it, and then the gunshots start because it's in a school. This yep. is about a kid dying in a school shooting, um, and the parents, you know, trying to live through it. Yep. Uh, so obviously, this has its agenda, which is uh, a good agenda. I feel. I wouldn't even say that it has an agenda. Like, I don't feel like it's really politicized. It's just like, you know, I don't think that it's a political statement to say, like, school shootings have happened. Um, and parents have had to deal with the kids dying, you know? You, you sure about that? Because there was Unless a whole you're Alex thing Jones. Al- yeah, there was exactly. <laughs> there's a whole thing with Alex Jones where he's like, Sandy Hook never happened. And you're just, you're just oh, what Christ. the fuck are you talking about? So... Yeah, I, you know, it it should be an obvious statement to say school shootings are bad. Okay, but like <laughs> there I'm... is an, there is clearly an agenda where the one of the more vibrant colors or one of the more vibrant uh, images in the movie or in the short has the American flag and gunshots playing in, or sounding in the yeah. background. Well, I mean. That's just being realistic. Like, where else does that happen? I mean, yes, but still. So, yeah, th- I mean, there's not much to talk about. This is very straightforward. Uh, you mentioned the shadows uh, at the beginning. It's very much the shadows of the the parents' former selves mm-hmm. trying to pull them back together, uh, and including the, the shadow of the kid and, like, trying to get them through this. And, yeah, uh, it's just, like, I don't want to say on the nose because on the nose makes it sound like it's not good, yeah, or just like overbearing. But it's very straightforward with the story it's telling. Like, there's not a ton of like interpretational stuff in it. I don't know, but like the the shadows like are showing how they're drifting apart as like they're just kind of going through their lives. But like the thing that pulls them back together is ultimately the child that they lost because like it shows their two shadows like pull away from each other but then there's like a bright spot in the middle which is like uh, you know the negative space in between the two dark shadows is like the shape of the child who died Mm -hmm. and it's like pulling the two shadows back together until they embrace each other uh and then you know it's it's saying that the people we lose are still with us. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think that uh, it's it's interesting. It has artistic merit. Um, I'm not going to put a review on it because like, how the fuck <laughs> do I attach a, like a star rating to this? But, you know, Correct. it's good. Yes. Uh everything you just said it does have artistic merit it matters uh watch it if you want uh don't if you don't you know what it is we've now told you what it is uh it's it's not going to be something you want to watch if you're a parent most likely yeah or you know if you're a fucking sicko like us you probably would watch this and then do a double feature with the south park school shooting episode Cause that's apparently where we're at right now. Yep. You fucking scumbag. <laughs>
All right, that'll move us into uh, another segment, which is not a dick pic or anything. It's just another Sony movie has come to Netflix, and it seems like this is the recurring segment of Sony thing comes to Netflix. We talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's from uh, Sony and Paramount, I think. Yeah, we Tristar production. Yeah, Tristar is the one with the Pegasus. So. It is. The Woman King. It's uh, PG-13. Uh, it's an action drama history film. It's a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, a historical epic inspired by true events that took place in the kingdom of Dahomey. I could every time. God damn. I just got it here. God damn it. Uh, One of the most powerful states in Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. Uh, (laughs) God fucking damn it. I hate everything. It's directed by Gina Prince Bythewood, who I've never heard of before. I don't think. Oh, no, you've heard of her. Uh, She did the old guard and dropped out of the old Uh... guard. to. That's right. And before that, she hadn't done anything. She hadn't directed since the Basketball Diaries. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Your big uh, your big star here is Viola Davis. Um, it's uh, a story about a group of female warriors in Africa during the transatlantic slave trade. I'll I'll let you give your thoughts in just a couple minutes. I liked this movie a lot. I thought it was cool, but there's a couple nitpicks, I guess, is like it's a movie about war at a time when like I don't know, like from the time I started watching this, I was like, okay, this is a very specific time period because it's like they're still basically tribal warriors, but they have steel weapons and guns exist, but they're just like single shot muskets so like Mm -hmm. swords and spears still matter in combat um because that's like you know most of your shit is gonna be like people getting cut with swords and uh yeah they're nature's hell sticks but with how intense and visceral like some of the fighting is uh nobody's wounds bleed and that's weird and I think that's a symptom of the it's the PG thirteen ness of it. Yeah, like I don't, I didn't want this to just be like a gore fest, but like it's definitely noticeable that like oh somebody just has like a red spot on them now. But like, good thing their blood's not coming out. Yeah, that they won't actually die. Yeah, I I think that does take away a lot of the impact of the fight sequences. Like, it's just like, oh, I, ow, I've been hurt and there's no blood loss. I have to worry about nothing. I'm just going to continue to fight through. Yeah. Besides that, like, I don't know. I like the story is I thought it was badass. I want to see women uh, fighting and being badass all the time. Women can be the homies, too. It's going to be every (sighs) any chance I get. It's going to be I'm just going to say the homie. Cause like that, I, that I didn't was even so get it. Cause they, you know, they do accents. It was like Dahomey, but then when I read it and said it out loud with my mouth, uh, I was like Dahomey. Oh, yeah. I, I I picked it up almost immediately. Whatever the uh, movie was going, and I just 
you know, anytime they said Dahomey, I'm like, ah, Dahomey's, let's go. We're all here. Let's roll. So I think it took away a bit of my enjoyment or or, or like my focus into the movie. uh, Because I was getting my own enjoyment from just the tribe name, which is unintentionally hilarious to me. We're children. Uh, I didn't even realize that the the king of the tribe was John Boyega because I don't think yeah. I've ever seen him with hair. Or like, you know, he has longer hair. He has long, he has longer hair. Yes. He definitely grew it out in like a couple of weeks and just, you know, shot three scenes. And it was like, ah, I'm out of here. Have fun, everybody else. Uh, Yeah, I this movie's fine. I didn't connect with it as much, uh, partially because I'm a four-year-old and any time the homie was said, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but also uh, like, I felt like the story was super predictable. I don't want to say like the reveal. Cause like, I feel like this did well in the box office, but I still feel like not a lot of people have seen it. And I still feel like people should see it. Even if I don't come across super hot about it, because I actually felt like this was much better than, uh, we have a ghost and I'm just take very taken aback by that. I was also very taken aback by a lot of opinions being like, yeah, we have a ghost sucks. I'm like, maybe you suck. Mm-hmm. I didn't connect this movie enough. I was just kind of there for the ride. It worked. Uh, none of the stakes felt like I should care. It was just like events happened and I was I had no reaction to them one way or the other. For my part, like, I don't know, you know, this is a work of historical fiction. I don't know how much of it is based on real shit and how much of it is the fiction. So like, I'll, I'll abstain from judgment on that bit of it. But like, uh, I thought it was cool and interesting to see. Cause like, it would be difficult for me to come up with something in history that's more insidious than the transatlantic slave trade. Like mm-hmm. the the only thing that I can pull is like the Holocaust. Any um, genocide, really? Yeah. Uh, but like. This is a story attached to that that isn't explicitly American. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a side of that. And like the impact of that that we don't see often. Uh, and that's interesting and cool. Uh, also, there's a character in it named Malik. And every time they said his name, I was like, you can Malik my balls, El Capitan. That's good. Yeah. yeah uh, Zoolander. And, and then it shows um, other countries involved, being involved in the slave trade, too, which is something that like I don't feel like it's talked about a lot, at least in terms of American hit like like in America, we know, you know, slavery is a big thing. Uh, and of course, there are the slavery deniers and the, whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, you're all wrong. Uh, slavery was real. is a real thing. Uh, should, repara- should reparations happen? Different discussion for a different time. But not often do we hear or are educated about like other countries being like very involved in the slave trade. And so seeing like. People from Brazil being involved in the slave trade like that or like the Portuguese really uh, being involved in the slave trade like that was interesting from a historical perspective. 
I don't know. You you said the word reparations and I had a very visceral moment where I almost like spent 15 minutes describing my plan to redistribute all wealth. At least I can cut audio. <laughs> so yeah, I I think it's it's a, it's an okay movie. I think it's well done in parts, but like the story's just whatever. There's a reveal that happens two thirds of the way through that I'm just like, this is fucking stupid. What is it? this? This movie needs. This movie never needed this part, and all it does is just convolute things for no fucking reason. That's is this the romance be- subplot? No, because that was mother- dumb. No, I it, no, the movie it can exist without it, and I'm fine with it. Uh, I I'm cutting this part because I don't want to like actually spoil it, but like I don't, I didn't need it. I never needed that part of the movie. Yeah, the romance subplots, whatever. I think it's just like her being like, "Oh, it's a guy who sees me as like a person and not you know a woman or you know like a wo- like or like who in theory wants me." Because all my life I have been unwanted, and now I finally have a group of women who accept me as I am because I have earned my place among them. And now there's this man who also seemingly accepts me for who I am and wants to be part of, like, or with that. Yeah, I thought it was a cool movie. I thought the fights were fun and interesting and exciting. And there's a couple parts where, like, you know, the the heroes have plot armor sometimes, but then like sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know, it it's more believable because it's not like you know we'll just wade through a sea of enemies because we're badasses. It's like no, I'm gonna get fucked up and a couple people are gonna die, but in the end we'll win. Yeah, uh, like yeah, you know, like you said, like some people have plot armor, some people don't. Like it, it does actually help stakes that people do die, and aren't just like everybody gets through. We get happy endings for everybody. It's like no, no, no. This is war. Like this is war amongst tribes. Like people are going to die. This isn't like you know. This isn't the idealistic version of like three hundred, where all the fucking Spartans live forever. Yeah. It's, you know, one character gets a happy ending. One or two get bittersweet endings. And then a bunch die. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I don't really have anything else to say about the movie. Yeah. What would you rate it? It's going to sound low, but like three. Like, it's OK. Like, I, I enjoy parts of it, but for the most part, eh. three and a half. Yeah, that's fair. OK, uh, next week on the show. Uh, I have nothing on the on the dock. Again, uh, mainly because I just got home and haven't been caring. So uh, I post two things. Uh, one, we watch R.I.P.D. as the as the third segment. <laughs> I it's was now like, on uh, Netflix. Yeah, I saw R.I.P.D. was on there, and number one movie in the u.s right now and i was like oh how how low is the bar uh, very low because there's another there's this is where i leave you on netflix right now uh and that's although that has a 
this has a cra- this is where I leave you has like an insane cast. It's Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Jane Fonda, Adam Driver, Rose Byrne, Corey Stoll, Catherine Hahn, Connie Britton, Timothy Oliphant, and everyone's favorite Chad Kroger, Dak Shepard. Yeah. I don't know. Jane Jane Fonda's like an octogenarian. She's no business being that attractive. True. I've said this before. Uh I'd I'd like to believe she's just naturally gorgeous still, but there there has to be like a lot of plastic and or dark magic sustaining her. Yes, absolutely. There yes. I'm gonna throw this one out there. Okay. Uh Magic Mike XXL. See, I'll say this. Uh, we don't have anything for the following week, so I'm good with that then. I, w- I would like to do another Netflix original, you know, as the main topic. But I- I'm down with that the following week for Magic Mike XXL. Sure. Actually, is, is original Magic Mike on Netflix? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, No. It just looks like it's XXL, which is the second one. I thought it was the third one. Maybe? No, uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance is the third one. And that just hit theaters recently. Well, shit. I was hoping maybe we could have a Magic Mike Magic Marathon. Oh, man, that'd be great. But no, unfortunately, I want to see hot dudes dancing. Fuck it. Let's make Yaney happy. What do you say about the Lincoln lawyer? Oh, okay. So it's... It's about a lawyer who drives a Lincoln. Oh, yes. Believe me, uh, they did. the the. There's the Matthew McConaughey movie. And I was just like, oh, he's a lawyer in Lincoln, Alabama. And no, I was wrong. <laughs> he, he, he he practices law out, out of his fucking or, Lincoln. Or Lincoln, Nebraska. Or Lincoln, Nebraska. Or he's Lincoln, a descendant Alabama, actually, of Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln, Alabama. Please let there be a Lincoln, Alabama. Please. Yeah, I was right. It exists. Thank fucking God. I'm not a moron. <laughs> Sideline after an accident. Hot shot Los Angeles lawyer Mickey Haller restarts his career and his trademark Lincoln when he takes on a murder case. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, sure. I have no real input on this. I'm just spitballing. Okay. So, yeah, we'll watch that. Uh, And then the following week will be The Glory Part 2 and Magic Mike XXL. I love it. Hot buff dudes dancing. All right. Well, you can find the show at NetflixandSwill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. So you can uh, listen to us talk more about random findings when we're scrolling through Netflix, begging to find something to watch. Yeah. This is... uh... I don't know. It's tough. We're basically heroes trying to find, you know, find things to entertain you for free. So join our Patreon and give us money. Do it or don't. It's fine. But uh, no matter what you do, check out our friends Space Weather, who do the intro and outro of our theme or song, whatever, whatever this is. I can't talk right now, and I don't know why. Uh, intro and outro of our podcast called Bitter, which is how I feel about not being able to speak the English language. Yeah, yeah you got it there in the end. That's fine. Sure. <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs>
All right. Uh, and until next week, this is Caleb saying, uh, suggest some things for us to watch because we don't know. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.